Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. And welcome to the first of a series of Siren, a Women in Sport Collective podcast interviews. Uh, I'm Gemma Bastiani, one of the co-founders of Siren who can't speak anymore. And I'm joined today by someone who I have bothered endlessly on social media for years. And I'm now happy to be doing a Google Hangout and chatting to you. Hey, Michelle. Hey, Gemma. (laughs) How's it going? (laughs) I'm good. How are you? I'm great now that we get to chat kind of almost face-to-face. I've been bothering you for a very long time um, for reasons that will soon become apparent. Uh, So would you like to introduce yourself and tell us who you are and what you do just because I think you'll say it better than I will. Yeah, sure. Um, My name is Michelle Cooling and I am the current um, social media manager at the Sydney Swans. So that would be why Gemma has been annoying me. Um, she has a particular fetish for Jordan Dawson and his immaculate left foot. <laughs> oh, left foot kicking skills. Like <laughs> no, not, I mean... a, not at all. We have a lot we have a lot of fans and we get to know um, the content that they like, which is fantastic. It's great because um you're not the only person that's called me out on that because someone from Sydney um, actually mailed me. I don't know if you can see it. I might move my thing over mm. a little bit. I don't know if you can see this. Oh, yeah. Someone's <laughs> mailed me a, a cutout of a Jordan Dawson article <laughs> in a Sydney newspaper. Um, yeah, he, it's yeah. embarrassing. I've no, gone a bit red now. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to make <laughs> no, you go okay. red. No, it's a good little, good little edit that we did last year of his um, kicking ability on his on his left foot. So there's a lot of footy fans. Um, and hopefully now a few people listening that might just go Google Jordan Dawson left foot, <laughs> and you'll see uh, what I'm talking about. <laughs> if you go to my Twitter, I'm sure there's yeah. a lot on there that you can see. That too. Um, But we mostly wanted to talk about your role, um, not just at the Swans, but also at other sporting clubs in the past and also your journey through sport. So um, correct me if I'm wrong, but you're you you play hockey or you did play hockey for a long time. Yeah. So hockey was my chosen sport. Um, I started playing that when I was in grade five, I think. So I would have been about 10 or 11 um, and still play today. I I played, I got into it because a friend played, none of my family or anything played and I thought oh, this would be a cool sport and then discovered that I was actually quite good at it um, yeah. and my, my school coach said, oh, you should play club hockey. So I went and played club hockey. Um, my best friend at the time as well, she played club hockey. Uh, so I went and played, played that and from there it sort of went on to um, representative stuff and then ended up playing um, for my state. So I'm from Tasmania, so I played for Tassie. Uh, from under eight, under sorry, under sixteens, eighteens, twenty ones, and then national league as well. Um, so that wow. took up a good part of my 
my life for a long period of time. I'm now a um, over 30 hockey player, so um, don't have any aspirations to go back to National League or anything. Um, I used to work in cricket, which I'm sure we'll touch on, so it was a lot easier to play a winter sport and work a summer sport, whereas at the moment I'm juggling a winter sport and a winter sport. So yeah. I have to sort of put my work first for that. But that said, I've been very lucky in being able to still play up here in Sydney and yeah. um, be able to do my job at the same time. That's amazing. And obviously when you were playing uh, National League hockey, women's sport hadn't seen the big boom that we've got now. But hockey's always been fairly consistent in terms of the attention it gets across both the men's and the women's games, right? Yeah, so that's something I guess that hockey it doesn't... We, have, we as a sport, I guess, have to work really hard in terms of promotion. As someone that works in the media... They sometimes get really frustrated the way, I guess, the media. I think they're better now, but um, I remember when the um, Kookaburras, which is the men's team, won the World Cup, um, I don't know, a few years ago, and they had the Hockey Roos claim World Cup on the back of the, the paper. And I was like, that's not even their team name. Like, And I remember Hockey Australia came out with a campaign and tried to educate people with these, you know, guide, guide to dummies type thing. Um, you know, this is the this is the hockey ruse. They're the women's team. This is the cool bros. This is the men's team. So yeah. as, as a sport, it's a bit different in terms of the women's sport trying to get cut through, but the men have to work just as hard to get the cut through in the mainstream media. That said, um, I think the rise of social media has obviously been instrumental in being able to get hockey out there a bit more. Um, yeah. and, and the athletes are really good at that as well. Uh, I actually caught up with a couple of the Hockey Roos girls when they were up here for the, the Pro League. I played um, with Renee Taylor when she actually came and played for Tassie one year and she's in the Hockey Roos set up now and she was just getting some tips and stuff from me in terms of social because um, they, they want to do what they can to get their sport out there, especially, I mean, this was pre-coronavirus, but, you know, going into yeah. an Olympics... Um, they felt it was really key. Their number one thing was obviously preparation to be playing hockey, but they also wanted to document it as well. And they're over in Perth, which not a lot of people, I think, realise they're the Australian Institute of Sports over there. So, um, yeah. so you know, they're all, all the way over west, so they have to work that a little extra bit hard. They get a, great, a lot of coverage over there as well, but um, it's generally just in tournaments. So she was getting some tips from me in terms of what they can do online to... Um, stay relevant I guess and give fans an insight into their preparation for Tokyo um, that's going to look very different now given yeah. the current situation we're in but, but yeah it's something that I think hockey as a sport more so than just women's sport has to work particularly hard but the athletes know that so they do go that little bit further I think in, in trying to help out. Yeah and I imagine it's harder when it's not like a national I'm sure there's a national league, but it's not like a known national league that everyone follows on a weekly basis. It's like representative games or specific tournaments. It's much harder to kind of stay connected with those players than it would be for a footy team or a cricket team during a big bash league or something like that. Yeah, 100%. So uh, in the last year, Hockey Australia revamped. So what was the AHL, which I played in? So the Australian Hockey League, it was that for, that was what it was known ever since I started playing it since I was 18. Um, and they revamped it um, last year to the Hockey One tournament. So they um, changed team colours, team names a bit. If you, I 
I worked in Big Bash, so you can sort of say Big Bashify it. Um, <laughs> so t- take away the, for instance, New South Wales, they didn't wear blue. Um, they wore gold and red. So taking away that state element and bringing it back into like new colours, these are these great athletes that are playing. They just try, uh, tried to market it a bit better. The games were live on KO Sports, and someone, okay. um, which was fantastic um, to be able to, as someone that, you know, played against, played in that comp for a long time and you'd struggle to get just the final of the, the, the national comp, you know, on a live stream. So to have it on KO was a great start. Um, and then hopefully going forward, you know, broadcasters can get on board in terms of Fox having it on their channels and that as well yeah. but so they can they've definitely did a good job with it they'll take lots of learnings from it no doubt and continue to go with it but your point about profiling the athletes is 100 percent spot on so then you know hopefully through the the better marketing and this exciting new comp people can sort of start to sorry learn the names of players and and get to know them especially because as you said it's generally you know world cups and olympics where these athletes come to to the front but um yeah they're doing their thing week in week out and you know it's not it's not like an, an aflw or something like that but it is you know over a couple of months but it, it is you know a, a good a good six week block or something where there's you know six games of hockey on every weekend so you know if you're a hockey yeah. fan you know about it but it's just about appealing to the to the broader network as well i think and also just being aware that it exists. Like, yeah. I am a sports fan, yeah. but I didn't know all that about hockey. Like, yeah. I only found out recently with the siren stuff we're doing that there's a national women's ice hockey league in Australia. And like, Yeah, right. I didn't know that. No, I assume yeah, there like, probably would be, but I, I wouldn't know. And that's, I guess, to the point about these lower-level sports doing all they can to to get to the to the front um, of people's minds yeah. and just be aware that there's all these great comps going on. Yeah, exactly. It's fascinating to me as someone who is bad at sport. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Let's move on in terms of your career that you've mentioned that you worked um, in cricket. So I did a stalk of you. I apologise. You've worked for Cricket Australia, Durham County Cricket Club and the Hobart Hurricanes. In that order? Uh, Kind of. (laughs) Kind of. So I actually did my uni prac at Cricket Tasmania to start with. Um, okay. So I guess going right back to the start, I always wanted to be a PE teacher. So I did a lot of hockey coaching in that, obviously growing up playing um, high level sports. So I wanted to help kids and I really liked that coaching element and I still really do enjoy that. Um, but then I, I started doing that and I was um, committing to Launceston where the human movement degree was every week. Um, I was based yep. in Hobart. Um, so I was still trying to fit in all this hockey training and stuff as well. And I just wasn't really enjoying it and I thought, oh, I don't know if I really actually want to do this. I really enjoy hockey coaching and I like I like teaching kids and things like that, but I was having to do a lot of subjects which I didn't really enjoy just to get to the third year just where I could specialise in it. So I'm sure yep. that I think the degree is completely different now, but I'm, I'm glad I changed my paths anyway because of where <laughs> I am today. Um, but yeah, then I um, ended up going back because journalism and media was sort of my, my backup option. Uh, I always sort of saw myself being able to do a job like that but I guess I just didn't really want to be a journalist because I'm just not controversial enough I just I don't like upsetting people um yeah you know I just I just don't have it in me to be like a hardcore hardcore journalist um but I really liked the PR marketing side of things so I went and did um my degree at University of Tasmania 
down there. Did my so I ended up in my third year in journalism and media and did my bracket cricket Tasmania um, with the media and public relations manager there and was like yeah this is what I want to do <laughs> this is really cool amazing um, so I, I really loved it and th- this was pre you know any kinds of really digital media like I I think we just had started a Facebook page there um wow. so so yeah that I did that then um Cricket Australia actually went to the uni and said oh we've got an opening for somebody to um come over to Melbourne to help out while the Ashes is on. Um, we just got a role in our comms department. Um, would you have anyone to be keen? And I was the only student that went and did cricket media. <laughs> cricket media. Um, so yeah. they, they offered it to me and I jumped at the chance. To start with, it was like, um, you know, I'd have to move away in that for a couple of months, but I was willing to do that. So obviously went over there, stayed with a friend, did that, thought, oh, this is, yep, this is great. This is what I want to do. And then was hoping I could pick up some work in Melbourne after that. Um, I didn't. So I went back home, continued to work in retail um, for a couple of months because I'd had a retail job at while I was at uni. So I think my point here is like, you know, not everything falls into place straight away. Um, yep. I, you know, was not living the high life. I was kind of like an intern basically, but having a really <laughs> good internship in Melbourne and then coming back going, oh, okay, um, I've got to look for a job in Hobart in media, which is kind of hard. Um, and then Cricket Tasmania came um, to me about two months after I got back from Melbourne and said, oh, um, we, need, we need someone to work in our media team because there's this thing called the Big Bash going to start next season and we need, we need help. Like We've got to set up websites and Facebook pages and you know all this sort of stuff. And yeah. so I was like, okay, cool. And they're like, well, we, we're, we don't have the position right now, but... Um, if you can help out in our sales and events team and do sales and events admin for a couple of months, then, you know, we're 90% sure there'll be an opening here in media. So I was like, okay, well, I'm still working in cricket. I'm doing events and sales stuff. So just did a bit of admin stuff there. And then this job came up. So um, they put me on as, yeah, I think it was like digital media officer was my first role. But yeah, it's just like creating, you know, looking back on it now, it's pretty crazy that I remember the day I set up the Hobart Hurricanes Facebook page and Instagram <laughs> accounts and like websites and being like, okay, I'm now the voice of these pages. Like this is, this is it. Um, we didn't know how the big bash would go um, the first yep. year as well. And obviously it's turned out pretty good now, you know, it's the highlight <laughs> of everyone's summer, which is great. Um, but yeah, so I was at cricket for seven years. Um, so it's quite a long time. Um, and uh, what year was it? 2013. So seven years ago, which is crazy that that was seven years ago. I <laughs> went over to Durham in the United Kingdom yep. um, over in England and worked for the county cricket club there. Um, that opportunity came up because I wanted to go play hockey in England. And I was talking to oh, um, Michael DiVenuto, who at the time was one of our Tasmanian Tigers coaches. He has since been like the batting coach for Australia and he's the head coach over at Surrey in England now. So um, us, we were out for dinner one night when we were away on a cricket trip. I think it was like the Shield final or something. Um, and I said, oh, I really want to go play hockey in England, Diva. And I was like, it's just a shame that the seasons don't really match up because I'd have to leave... Um, you know, opposite seasons and everything here. So, and he's like, oh, you should go and, he's like, you should go and work a cricket season and then play a hockey, play a hockey season. And I was like, oh, and he's like, oh, I can tee you up with 
a contact at Durham because he played there for like 11 years back in the day. Um, yeah. So he sent me through the details and, um, yeah, I just sent an email saying to the media marketing people, oh, if any work pops up, like I'd be keen to come over and do a stint. I'm looking at playing hockey over there, but it's all very, you know, just planning phase. And... They wrote back like the next day saying, well, actually, our media manager has just left and we're about to go into a summer with our first ever Ashes test and we need someone. <laughs> so I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> perfect. That's incredible. <laughs> incredible. So, yeah, obviously, didn't I kind of didn't expect it to happen so quickly, but um, it did. So then I ended up, um, Cricket Taz were fantastic. They So it was obviously winter in Australia, so... Um, I missed a winter. I mean, a lot of people always say, oh, what are you doing in the off-season anyway? There's always stuff to do, but obviously it's just not as busy. So they got someone on um, casually to sort of fill my role while I was away. Um, and then he ended up staying on when I came back. But, yeah, I went to England for a season, and it was it was probably one of the best things I've actually done in my life, I think. Um, I'd never been overseas yeah. at that time either. So really? um, the first time I'd sit on a plane overseas was to go over there by myself, not really know anyone. Um, but I, you know, I had a good job obviously. Um, but yeah, it was, I got to Durham, I think, so I think Geordie Shaw, <laughs> not quite, not quite Geordie Shaw, but I was living <laughs> in Newcastle. <laughs> I was living in Newcastle. So it was very, very far North up there. It's definitely not London. Um, but the people there were great. And, um, I remember when we got there, they were like, oh, we're a really small. They, it was kind of, it's kind of like Tasmania, really. It's like a small county. Um, yep. They were like, we've got a couple of decent players. Um, Paul Collingwood, you know, he's our captain. He obviously played for England. Um, we've got a couple of young guys. They're, you know, going to be good. Ben Stokes and Mark Wood, <laughs> which is Just funny. Casually. When you think of those conversations now, you're like, oh. That's so funny. So, and then we ended up actually winning the, well, not I say we, like I was playing. The boys won the um, county championships year I was there. So the Div 1 county championships. So that was... That's amazing. It was incredible that, you know, um, a small county um, with not much, they weren't expected to do well. And just the year I was over there, they happened to win it. And yeah, they also, we hosted the first ever Ashes test in North East England, which was crazy from a media point of view in terms of the work I was doing you know everyone in England wanted a some sort of interview about how the county was preparing for it and doing a lot of work with like the tourism boards and things like that so there was just yeah yeah it was a really professionally and personally it was a really rewarding time so I loved going to England um then came back to um Cricket Taz and worked for another three years um, at Cricket Taz so I sort of progressed there from my digital media officer role to um, being digital media marketing and um, bit of media and comms as well and I was traveling media manager with the teams so yep. traveled um, all throughout Big Bash so Big Bash I guess was the you know that's the highlight of my time working in cricket it's such a fun fun um it's a cra- it's a crazy period. Like you don't know what day it is. It's a bit like it's a bit like at the moment you don't know what day it is. You're just getting on planes and you if you lose a game they got no time to think about the next game because, you know, it's twenty four, forty eight hours later. So um yeah, yeah I, I love the Big Bash and I'm still like a massive fan of it. I'll sit down and watch every game of it <laughs> across the summer. Do you still go for the still, hurricanes? Yeah, I still go for the hurricanes. I have a soft spot I think for the sixes as well though. Um, being yep. here in Sydney at the SCG and um, my good friend Jodie Hawkins is the general manager there now 
Um, so she's incredible in terms of women working in sport. Like she's definitely someone that's um, inspiring to get to that, that level. We were, you know, we were media managers together and now she's running the show at the sixes. So that's amazing. Um, so that's good. So yeah, I've got a little soft spot for the sixes. Um, I try to keep in touch with, um, some of the hurricanes guys. There's a few there that, um, was, so there's a few there now that were still um, that were there when I was there, but the chain the teams changed so often. Um, yeah, but yeah, I I loved my time in cricket, so um, nothing but good memories from that. That's an incredible journey as well to be able to take that year out to go overseas mm. and like try something new. And the whole idea of the off season lining up so that you can do it that <laughs> yeah. sort of thing is incredible because like coming from someone who focuses a lot on obviously footy it's so insular because it's this is when the season is no one else really does it like that's it yeah whereas you can try those things in cricket as much as it probably was the longest year of your life working back-to-back seasons <laughs> yeah <laughs> well I did three in a row um so I didn't end up um playing hockey overseas because I ended up working and I so I just I, I mean I probably would have had to give up my job at Cricket Tards if I stayed on there um yep. I did actually get to sorry I went from doing a pre-season in Tassie um and went into no, no hockey for a while and then a few months later I did another pre-season with a team over there um, went to Scotland and played um with the team I was playing with um and then played the first three games of the season as well so had like a little taste of being part of a team and the hockey over there, which was good because it is a different style of game. And yeah, um, I've that's probably one thing that I just um not regret, but I w- I'd still love to go back over and I'm as I said I'm probably beyond it now, but go overseas and and play our actual full season with a the teams because I got that little taste when I was over there, but I had to come back to work and I didn't. I didn't really want to, I'd worked pretty hard to get to where I was um, at cricket there. So I didn't want to go, oh, actually, I'm just going to stay on and play a hockey season, but can I have my job back next season? So, so yeah, as you <laughs> said, I did yeah. like three seasons in a row, which was, it was, I went from like, and it was, it was a great period too. I think I had like Sheffield Shield finals, um, Big Bash finals, um, and then into Durham where I did the Ashes and the boys won the championship there and then back the next summer I think the boys made another final the Tassie boys yeah so it was a successful back to back to back (laughs) season so it was definitely worth it (laughs) far out um and had you been a cricket fan before that or was it kind of just the sport you fell into a little bit um yeah I had been a cricket fan my dad's um involved with cricket back in Tassie um just in the um the club cricket scene so he's been like president of a local club and that down there and um, I always grew up watching it um, on TV. I'd always go over to Belrive and, and watch the games as a kid. I did play a little bit um, of like indoor cricket, but you know, back then girls didn't play cricket. I think yep. it was quite interesting a few weeks ago with the World Cup final. I think I, I think I tweeted something like I was actually back home in Hobart because the Swans had a, a game down there. So I was actually watching yep. it with my dad. And it was pretty, like, it's pretty crazy thinking when I was a young girl, like I you know, you wouldn't even thought about girls and 80,000 people watching girls playing cricket. Like I didn't, I couldn't even go and I'd have to go play in the boys team if I wanted to play. Um, wasn't ever like I had, you know, if I really wanted to play cricket, I, I probably would have pursued that, but I had hockey and that was, that was my chosen sport. But yeah, to have, um, to, to have, to sit there with dad and just see all those people watching, it was 
was pretty crazy because, um, yeah, cricket was big in our family growing up. My brother played it as well. Um, so it was just always something that was that was part of our family. And then in terms of working in sport in Tassie, it's sort of it. There's, you know, there's no AFL team. There's no A-League team. We've obviously got our hockey teams, which I've played for. So um, cricket's sort of it. So it was good. Yeah. It was good to go down there and work. And there's a lot of passion for Tasmanian sport and Tasmanian cricket. You've probably seen like the. I mean, probably seen it from my own personal account. But <laughs> <laughs> um, there's the drive for the Tassie AFL team and everything. But in terms of cricket, you know, I was lucky to be there when Tassie won the Sheffield Shield a few times, and you know, it was like an AFL team winning a grand final. Really, there's a lot of state pride there. Um, yeah. And it was good to be part of it. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Yeah, that's incredible. And so then you made the jump across to footy. What was that? What What was the reasoning behind that? Um, I'd, so I'd done, yeah, seven seasons in cricket, which it sounds so like, I just can't believe I was there seven seasons, but you know, they just, they went so quickly, I guess, looking back on it now. And I always had that appetite to work in football, especially in media and digital. And just, I'd, I'd see how AFL teams would do it. And I, I loved footy as well. Grew up loving footy. Um, you know, again, down in Tassie, it's not like up here in Sydney, it's very, I guess, rugby league. So we have to work that bit harder with us, the Swans and yeah. the Giants in terms of getting that footprint but down in Tassie it's like Victoria essentially like you know the, the local ovals are a footy um AFL grounds and stuff so um footy was a big part of our family growing up as well um so I just always wanted to work and I sort of see it as one of like obviously is one of the biggest sports in the country so you want to work in it and I could have just stayed on it Tassie cricket um but I guess I wasn't content with that I wanted to get out of Tassie and challenge myself a bit more like I didn't yeah. leave because I didn't not like my job anymore but I just thought I could do you know progress and do something else um so then I saw the job come up at the Swans and yeah I applied and went through all that process and and got it in 20 what year 2017 yeah 2017 so going to my fourth wow. season now which is see that's crazy to me that I've been there like going to force well Hopefully the season comes back soon. <laughs> but, um, for, for, yeah, fourth season this year. So, um, yeah, I'm, I love working in footy. It's, it is full on. Um, I feel like, especially with the, the fan element of, of fans, you, you know, footy fans and working in social and you have that element. Cricket, you have it, but it's just not – people aren't as, inv- like, as highly invested as what they are in their, their footy teams. And I get that because I'm a footy fan. So, um, you know – I get that level of <laughs> fandom, so it's fine. So that was probably one thing I noticed the most. And also just um, the amount of, you know, our Swans media team is basically 
like a, a, a newsroom. You know, we have, yeah. obviously at the moment, we've got skeleton staff, unfortunately, due to this corona um, virus. But, you know, usually our media team's eight people. So, you know, wow. for so for what I was doing at Cricket in terms of, you know, I was sort of doing websites, design, <clears throat> excuse me, um, videos, media management, like I was sort of doing a lot. Um, there's like four or five of us that does that. So we all get to sort of work on our areas of the swans. But I think that's one thing. Um, and a lot of people like I get people on Twitter and stuff reaching out and asking me about, you know, how I got into the job that I have and stuff like that. And I think one tip that I often give them, and I actually put on my LinkedIn last night, especially now that there's only three of us working at the moment. So I'm having to do a lot more um, during these um, coronavirus times but the time in cricket was really good like it was full on because I was doing so many different things but you just have to learn to do all those things and you have all these yeah. skills and especially in like you would know with your podcasts and your websites and and whatnot just all the different skills that you can take into a media job these days is so highly valued I think in terms of social editing marketing media management like dealing like communication yep. skills like dealing I was like joking with you earlier that um like one of the players was messaging me before so I had to cancel our earlier call um <laughs> I feel like at the moment I'm having like like I'm like mother to these players because I'm constantly <laughs> just messaging them and be, that I mean they've been great we're obviously in different times at the moment I don't I'm not there with them to annoy them with the content that I want so there's a lot of WhatsApp conversations going, um, but they've been really, they've been really great. But um, but yeah, just like lots, so so you need so many different skills in terms of just yeah. like commu- like it sounds stupid, like communication skills, you know, video editing, marketing, working across, you know, corporate sponsors and things like that. So I think all those 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 years, sorry, I did it. Cricket have put me in good stead, probably for this this time that I'm currently in. Um, that our club's yeah. facing at the moment. Hopefully it it ends sooner rather than later um, for obviously mm. the wider community because, um, you know, that's first preference. But then obviously we can get footy back once it's, um, once it's over. Also that, yes. No, <laughs> I totally know what you mean about the broad skill set idea because coming from a music background as well because, I mean, I've worked in music for eight, nine years and then working for Siren being able to create graphics or being able to create short videos for social, like all that stuff, it seems so like negligent, negligible. But then when you are actually involved in something like, oh, wait, it's really important that someone in our team can do this without having to outsource it all the time. Like, oh, we'd better learn those skills. So coming into it from a music world, like I very much understand what you mean when it comes to that sort of stuff. So yeah, it's, I mean, it's not hard to learn how to edit audio. If I can do it, anyone can do yeah. it. Let's just say that. <laughs> well, that's like, I, I mean, I, I'm i no videographer. I'm no graphic designer, but I'm having to do, I'm doing all those things at the moment. So that's just, it's just part of it. And um, I, f- I feel re- I f- like I'm so sad for people in my team that have been stood down um, yeah. and having to watch them them with me do all the graphics and stuff they're probably like oh no but hopefully I'm doing okay no um, I think that, haven't noticed the difference have oh, not noticed oh, the difference that's, oh say that louder then no, no that, <laughs> and this is coming true. from someone that is on Twitter yeah, constantly as you probably know <laughs> I apologize again I feel like I need to apologize to you every time I do something anyway no, not at all. Uh, 
So, growing up, you said you were a footy fan. Did mm-hmm. you follow a specific uh, <laughs> AFL team? Yeah, I did. And I don't know whether I should say this because <laughs> I have a lot of Swans fans that follow me on Twitter. So, I'm just going to not go like into I that. I know who you're going to say. <laughs> But who the team that I that I like go for? Um, I it's funny because when I got the job at the Swans, everyone's like, "Oh, how are you gonna be?" And I'm like, "Oh, like I'll still go for X team." Like, but I'm so invested in the Swans now. It's it's really crap. I'm I still go for my team because my dad brainwashed me from a a young age. Um, and you know, you can't as a footy fan, you would know you can't get that out of someone, but. When no. you're like me, I'm literally working around at the club all the time. I'm on, you know, I'm, I'm the voice of the Sydney Swans, essentially. So it, it's hard to not be emotionally invested as well. And your working week depends on how happy a group of players and coaches and stuff are. So if they keep winning, then your life's a lot easier. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like uh, I'm going to ask you afterwards off air okay, yeah. who that team is. And I think my father also goes for that team. Uh, I'm just going to say that okay. first of all. Yeah, I just, I um, mean, I, I would, but I don't, as I said, I'm, I'm, I'll probably, no, I, I'll share this on I, Twitter probably. And I mean, I think most people would probably know that I'm, I've, I've got a job at a footy club when I was, you know, 29 years old. So I'm, I would have had a team since I was a kid and it, you know, yep. it could have been Sydney, but maybe it wasn't. So <laughs> I, I can definitely understand if it is the team I'm thinking, I can definitely understand why you don't want to share it. Okay. Um, it's not Speaking... Hawthorne though, just for Swan's Oh no, fans. I thought, I thought oh. that's who you were going to say. No. I 100% thought that's who no, you were going to say. No, it's not. I was going to say, it's not Hawthorne, Collingwood or West Coast. So um, in terms of the, all the Giants. So in terms of rivalries in the Swans, I think we're okay. So, okay, I th- yeah. okay. My second, yeah. I'm gonna ask no, you my second choice it's later. Not <laughs> that makes me feel a bit better though. Um, <laughs> you mentioned your working week. Can you? I know we're going on a little bit here. Sorry for taking up so no, much that's of your time. Right. But um, what does kind of a general like outside of current times? Yeah. Um, what does a normal kind of working week look like for you? I'm really curious about just like the day to day operations. Yeah. So I guess in season we have a pretty um, steady um, content schedule so like our Monday to Saturday sorry Monday to Sunday and then depending when our games are played so as a Swans fan you'll probably see that we have certain content that gets rolled out like Monday Tuesday Wednesday so like Monday we always have John's press conference Tuesday will be an injury report Wednesday we read and white news Um, so they're just like small pieces obviously but they sort of bring the rest of the content together and it's also done around um, trainings as well so depending on when the game is then we have our um, one training and then the main training where there's a second press conference and generally there's you know we might there's so many different games so it could be Mangrooks or Indigenous Round, could be a milestone game, could be so there's generally some sort of theming for a week as well, which always helps with your content planning. Um, yeah. If there's not, you get creative. <laughs> there's always something <laughs> well, like what we're doing at the moment, you're just getting creative with no football. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so my week generally, um, I'm just trying to, in terms of content, I'm, I'm trying to get as much content as we can out there in terms of footy content, but then also some fun, engaging content just to lighten things up a bit. I think um, yeah. I was kind of lucky when I started at the Swans. Um, they didn't, We didn't really have like a, a social media voice. We sort of had a couple of the guys just pushing the content out, but we didn't really have like a big presence. So I've been able to sort of mould that a bit, which is 
is good and hopefully I'm finding that um, balance between someone knows that there's a, a person and a, a voice behind it but you know we're not we're not too like fun and quirky and crazy yeah. but we're not super serious and boring as well because I think and that's something that all sports teams I think try and get like you look at a lot of teams in American sports and things like that um we all sort of learn off each other so uh I've got I've got sidetracked now to what we were actually talking about our content uh, yeah so day-to-day. yeah day to day so um I guess it all depends on on what's happening on each on each day but I also do a lot of work across and that's something something that I really actually enjoy doing in terms of strategy and something which I think probably people that don't know much about working in social media probably don't get that we just don't sit around and click post all day like there's always a lot of strategy behind what we're doing um especially football clubs with corporate partners and things so um I like to work alongside all of our corporate account managers and try and get the best I guess digital outcomes for all our partners so that that's in terms of campaigns of content like various things so there's a lot that goes into that and often you know even if it's not a sponsored or a corporate post you try and take some of that into the creative execution of that you're doing with with things as well and um also with players you want to you want to form I feel like I'm in a good space with them um formed good relationships where they feel comfortable that they know that I'm going to look you know look look after them in a way um and yeah. also do the best for their brand as well. like I'm just trying to there if you know if I it's basically if the if you help me I'll help you type type thing yeah. um which our team are very good and we've got such a young group um so they're all very social media they're into their social <laughs> media which um, we obviously have to educate our players on um, good practice with that. Um, and then some of our older guys are very well ad- you know, adversed in how to market themselves. So someone like Lance Franklin or um, Josh Kennedy. So, um, so yeah, uh, that's in terms of, I guess, the strategy side of things as well. Um, so every day, every day is different. Like you can get that little bit of routine, but something might happen where you just have to act super quickly as well yeah. so you have to be ready to execute things um I'm trying to think of an example of my head oh I th- like one was like when we have player re-signings and things you we try and come up with ways you've probably seen like other teams and that do it, come up with ways to announce things and often I, think, I do yeah. I do want to ask you about that actually okay. and I'm happy to not leave this in if you don't want it left in okay. Um, I've noticed that Sydney Sydney likes to uh, announce things at really weird times. <laughs> yes. Is that... <laughs> really? <laughs> I don't even know. I actually don't know how to answer that. Well, I was, I, I was actually just about to say before you said that, a lot of the time things just happen and, like, some, you know, it's not like we hold on to news a lot of the time. Like, when it happens, we might have, like, an hour... Um, like for instance, with um, I'm trying to think of example, like re-signings and things. Like our football um department might just come to us and say, oh, we've just got this, we can announce or whatever. And then next minute you might see like a journalist tweeting it, and you're like, oh, okay, we need to get this out there because if other yeah. people are talking about it, then you know it needs to come from the official account. So generally, a lot of things not done on the fly. Um, like if you if you think you know something's going to happen, and you would have seen this a lot with the AFL in trade period and stuff, all the the unused photoshops and things that get done. Like you have to prepare for those because they might just happen, but 
Um, yeah. You know, this year with Joe Danaher, we, you know, we didn't know. It might have happened. It might not have happened. So we were just yeah. like any fans, really. Um, so we had stuff ready to go if we needed it, but we didn't need it in the end. So, um, but yeah, I always find that funny when you see the AFL's account at the, um, the end of trade period with all the, the, the <laughs> um, photoshops that didn't happen. <laughs> uh, yeah, that must have been funny for you to watch mm. on other people kind of lose their minds over everything yeah it's um well it's just everyone thinks they know things I guess and you know like you read you read I mean that got, doesn't just go for trade period that goes for everything and um you yeah. know the whole don't read the comments you know don't read the comments I read the com- I actually don't mind reading the comments sometimes though because you can find some <laughs> you can find some gold in there <laughs> um but I mean that's that's the beauty of social media isn't it everyone's got their right to to post sometimes obviously we don't agree with everything that people are saying but um yeah that's what the comment section's for so yeah uh you have a much more level-headed view of it than I think I do but um that's because that's why you work in social and <laughs> I definitely do not <laughs> well I'm not um, I'm not always this same so <laughs> <laughs> working at home helping or hurting um I a bit of uh, I miss like the office environment, especially like at a football club. There's always so many things going on, um, and you know this time of year we generally you know we be playing football. Well, I wouldn't be playing football. The boys would be playing footy. So you know it was kind of weird a few weeks ago when you know you do so much work over the off season and then that first well not even it was our first home game rolls around and you're just sitting at home going oh tonight was supposed to be first home game yeah. at the SCG. That mean you know. 35,000, 40 people there. And, um, but it's also, it's, it's great for me, I guess, that I still have my job. As I said, I feel very lucky um, when a lot of people in the industry and other people have been stood down. Um, yeah. But it's also just really, I feel like, you know, me and um, Shane, who I work with, we have a really important job at the moment because we're, we're the connection between the players and the football club to... Um, yeah, basically for our fans to them. So um, we're just trying to, we've, you know, done, We I talked about before, like our schedule, we've had to scrap that, you know, we've started yeah. afresh. We, we have a whole new content schedule that's basically like an isolation schedule. So, you know, player diaries, I've got Sam Reed reading stories to kids. Like it's just things that you've probably never seen before on channels, but the players are being really great. And you know, when there's no footy content, um, we try and obviously the AFL and Fox are showing games and that. So we try and tap into those to get that footy content. But it's just, I think we're playing an important role at the moment in keeping everyone connected with the club and feeling like, you know, it's all is not lost. You know, we'll be back, like just keep yeah. keep staying with us. And um, footy fans are passionate, as I was saying before. So um, yes. it's, a, it's, not, it's not a great time, but it's not a great time for anyone. Um, but... Um, in terms of footy fans, you know, there's that real thirst for content. So hopefully we're providing it. But yeah, working from I, home, I'd probably prefer a desk set up. Um, <laughs> I've got um, <laughs> my housemate works at Channel 10. So she's, we've got a bit of a newsroom out in the living room. So she works at 10 Daily. Incredible. So she's typing away. She has the early shift and, and then I go out. Um, but but yeah, it's um it's definitely different, but getting a lot done still, as I said. So it's good that my brain's still ticking over rather than sitting yeah. watching, um, I don't know, 
Netflix or Stan or something. <laughs> something something that'll melt your brain. Yeah. <laughs> I do have to say, um, receiving the push notification on my phone about the Will Gould on the oh, Farm yeah. series, <laughs> I literally laughed so loud when I saw that. And I was actually record in a recording session when that happened and I had to stop recording because I lost <laughs> my mind. It was the best. So props <laughs> to you for that. Well, that's... I um. <laughs> I, I don't even know how that started, to be honest. I messaged, um, I messaged Will and said, um, I think he, I think someone said he was on your, on the farm. So I said, oh, look, if you want to send me some videos and that we're doing some player diaries, so that'd be really good. And then he sent me like all this content and <laughs> I was like, this is insane. Like this kid hasn't even played a game yet. And <laughs> He's like, it's like this whole farm documentary and people loved it. And I was like, I said to him, I was like, you realise you've got a regular thing now. And like, I sent it to some of the other boys and they were like, oh, that's, like, that's really good. And now they all want to be as good as that. So um, <laughs> I think, and in James Rowbottom's, he made a little um, dig about not having any cows to look after or whatnot. <laughs> um, so, I mean, they're all missing each other as well. So they're probably actually, I've noticed that when we've, gone live and stuff on Instagram all the boys are going into that because they're not seeing each other as much either they're obviously still doing zoom meetings and stuff with the coaches but um yeah the the content's different but it's it's kind of <laughs> nice as well like just to not not nice obviously this whole situation we're in is not great at all but to be able to have this sort of blank canvas and go okay this is where all my ideas need to come in like what can we do here the yep. players are basically up for anything. As I said, I've, we've got people with, like, telling us how baby cows are being delivered. Sam Reed's reading storybooks. Like, Josh Kennedy's working <laughs> out with his little kid and you can do it along with him. And, yeah, so if we're, we're going to do isolation content, my motto is we're going to do it well. <laughs> yeah, 100%. So props to you for that. <laughs> um. I should let you be now. We've been chatting for a little no, while. No, that's Thank all right. You so As you can see, I'm for... probably on I'm on your screen, but I've drifted. Just my phone's running <laughs> out of juice, so I've just had to plug it in. So just as well you're not filming this because I've just had to lean <laughs> to the right a little bit. <laughs> that's all right. I'll, we'll just tell everyone about it, how we slowly drifted to yeah. the side. Um, <laughs> uh, thank you so much for joining us uh, on Siren. This has been a great chat with you. I've been wanting to chat no with worries. you for a while. So thank you very much. And uh, we'll be back probably with another Siren interview next week because that's what we're doing right now. So cheers, Michelle, from the Sydney Swans. And we'll do a full profile of Michelle uh, in written format as well to go along with this. So thank you very much. Thank you.